Online shopping is easy and convenient, and the Gundelio smartphone app makes it inexpensive, too. Deals on guns, ammunition, holsters, optics, lasers, and more, available day and night. Load the Gundelio Apple or Android app today at Gundelio.com. All right, back with you, 866-TALK-GUN. This will help you out if you give me a call right now. I can answer your questions if it's about guns or shooting or how to store a gun safely or what gun to get for self-defense. And a lot of people are wanting to buy guns for self-protection. We've had roughly 5 million first-time gun owners purchase guns this year. That's a huge, huge leap. For someone who says, I've never owned a gun before, but now I'm going to buy a gun for self-protection. That's actually, the reason it's such a leap is because it changes their view of who they are. People who say, well, I, I, I would never own a gun. I don't own a gun. I've been, and all of a sudden they're going, I think I'm going to buy a gun. Man, that takes a lot for that to happen. Oh, defund the police, riots, burning, looting, murders. Yeah, there's a lot out there. And a lot of people are looking at it and going, sweetie, we better take care of ourselves. We better take care of each other. And I'm not sure we could depend upon anybody else to do it. Well, welcome to reality. The show here is called Gun Talk because we talk about, well, guns. And occasionally I get notes like I did this week. So I wish you'd stop talking about politics. Well, I get it. We try to hit a mix between the technology, the politics, the fun part, the shooting, recreational shooting, collecting. But, you know, you just can't talk about guns these days without talking about politics. And you can't certainly can't talk about gun rights and the nonstop attempts from all quarters to reduce, to emasculate, and to take away your gun rights. Not to mention take away your guns. And it comes in many different forms. It's not just people passing laws in Congress. Sometimes it's just an agency not doing what it's supposed to do. Along those lines, we're joined right now by Jim Wallace from the Gun Owners Action League. And they are involved in, well, actually addressing exactly that. Hello, Jim. How are you, sir? Hey, Tom. How are you doing, young man? I am well. And we're talking about sometimes it's not like an act of the legislature or something. It's just an agency or even a police department or somebody who's just not doing what they're supposed to do, and you got to go hold their feet to the fire. It looks like that's what you're doing here. Yeah, we, we've had a problem since the, the COVID issue uh, started way back in March, and right away we, we tried to work with the two police chiefs associations that are in mass, and uh, the major city chiefs actually has a good leader in Chief Kais, and uh, he and I started talking right away, trying to get towns to figure out how to do things safely, and, and he had some great ideas. Like, for instance, you're supposed to get your photograph taken, and, and he told all the other chiefs, listen, just use the registry of motor vehicles photograph. It's perfectly legal. You can just pull it off their site. Oh. You know, the, the big thing, though, was fingerprinting for new licenses. And as you talked about leading into it, so many people are trying to exercise their Second Amendment civil rights in mass but they're being roadblocked because all of these cities and towns, or at least a lot of cities and towns, are using COVID as an excuse not to fingerprint them and not to process their licenses. So it's one of the things that, even though they certainly can do safely, I mean, 
yeah, we have to be concerned about COVID and all those things, but I can go get my favorite cheeseburger, my favorite cup of coffee, whatever I, else I want out there, mm-hmm. but they can't process licenses in Massachusetts. And the biggest problem we have, even though it's a state license, the state for many, many decades has taken no uh, accountability, no authority over the chiefs who are the so-called issuing authority. Okay. So they continue to say, well, we can't tell the chiefs what to do. It's them. And our argument is, wait a minute, it's a state license. They are, in fact, your vendors. Right. So if you can't tell your vendor, can you imagine a registry of motor vehicles working like that, that the state <laughs> mandates a driving license, but your local police chief is actually the issuing authority and they don't have, the state has no so, you know, so Jim, what, to, to what's been going what on? Are, 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 just, are people not able to get their license? And I guess we're going to back up. In Massachusetts, what do you need this license for? Everything you can imagine. Um, an empty shell casing without a gun license is two years in jail. Oh, my heavens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, even pepper spray was until we fixed that back in 2014. Pepper spray without a license was considered ammunition. And any piece of ammunition, whether it's the bullet, whether it's the primer, whether it's a shell casing that's empty, um, it's one of the things that we have a hard time at some of our conservation camps and our in our scout camps is that kids, you know, like to use, like to bring home the 22 shell that they mm-hmm. fired for a, a keepsake, and we have to remind them you can't do that unless you have a gun license. So Okay, so um, in Massachusetts, if you don't have this license, you can't have a gun, you can't have ammo, you can't have anything, and they just are not issuing these, these licenses at all? Well, sometimes they're doing a great job. I mean, some chiefs have, have gone above and beyond, and uh, we had one chief uh, that actually, it was kind of kind of interesting the way he did it. Um, he set up the, uh, the, the system in one of the, the, the garages for the public safety because it had a, an, an indoor and an outdoor, so people could just drive through the garage, do their fingerprinting, take their information, oh. drive out the other door, huh. and, and they were great. But a lot of these towns that are absolutely anti-civil rights I've been using it as an excuse now. Okay, that was going to be Boston, my next question: is, is is are they using this as an excuse because they just don't want people to be able to have guns and ammo? Uh, that, that's the only conclusion you can come to, is that especially all these new people, they don't want all these new people to be able to exercise their civil rights because obviously, uh, the more people that we have with licenses in mass, the better off we are because. Um, and here's the irony, Tom. All of these people that for many years told us, oh, you guys are crazy, the system's fine, you know, you're just overblowing things to raise money. A lot of those people are now are saying, whoa, wait a minute. We were told it was so easy we could just walk off the street and buy a gun while they're finding out that we were right. Yeah. And all of those people like the moms were have been lying to them for years. Okay, so you filed a lawsuit. We filed one originally against the city of Lowell, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened was as soon as we filed the lawsuit and served them, they suddenly started at least processing licenses, so the federal judge dismissed the case without a hearing. Uh. So more recently, we have filed another lawsuit against three cities, Cambridge, uh, Weymouth, 
and Stoughton because they weren't doing anything. I, I don't even think they were renewing licenses, which can be done pretty much over the phone or mm-hmm. via email. And uh, as soon as we served them, two of them started to, to process licenses. Oh, well, imagine that. Yeah, so it's, it's what we call the whack-a-mole game here. Uh, but in the, in the new lawsuit we have, we actually drew a good federal judge, and he was the federal judge that ruled against our governor when he closed the shooting ranges and the firearm retailers. And the state argued that, wait a minute, Judge, this is only temporary. And even the judge said, what's temporary now? Because we don't know. Yeah. And put up all this other stuff. Um, why, why can't you, you know, open up these ranges and retailers under the same condition? Well, I mean, and, uh, and also that's like saying, well, you know what? We're going to take away your civil rights, but it's only going to be temporary. We don't know how long it's going to be, but you should be okay with us taking it away because we're, it's not going to be permanent. It's only going to be for however long we want it to be to take away any of your civil rights. No one would buy into that. No, and, and we knew, you know, the deprivation of rights is, you know, a right delayed is a right taken away. So, right. And we also knew, which just happened, that come fall, Governor Baker was going to go back to phase one um, and use COVID as an excuse to shut things down, and once again, they have. Right. So, I mean, he just set a curfew in Massachusetts that nobody's out, you know, allowed out after 930 now. So I don't know why COVID thinks that, you know, you reach a certain time on the clock and things get worse, but, you know, that's what's going on. So we're going to move forward, and one of the things that we're going to try a little differently is Usually, our organization, Gold, does not set up ourselves as a plaintiff uh, for many reasons, but this time we may jump in because even though these a couple of towns that we're suing suddenly started processing, doesn't mean they're going to issue anything, but if we jump in as a plaintiff, we cover the entire state. So even though they, you know, the, a few of the individual plaintiffs in the lawsuit you know, may get their licenses or at least get their process started. We want the entire state to be covered, and, and maybe that that's the next move. Yeah, this is the kind of thing I'm always talking about, Jim, where I tell people, you know, yes, you need to support your national gun rights groups, but you also need to support your state gun rights groups because they're the ones on the ground in your state looking for these kind of things. And Gun Owners Action League has been, I mean, how old is Goal now? Oh, geez, we were established in 1974. Wow. Yeah, it goes so, way yeah, back. Back then, there was a ballot question to ban handguns, and that's how we were created uh, back then. So it's it's been a long time. I've been working for Goal. Uh, December will be 20 years, and oh, I've been yeah. the executive director since 2005. What's the website? So, if, people, if people want to look up what you're doing, where do they go? Uh, Goal.org, pretty simple, and uh, you know we're on we're on the, the dreaded Facebook right now. Maybe we'll move pretty soon, but um, <laughs> so you you can find us all over the place. There you go, Jim Wallace. Thank you so much for keeping us uh, informed on this, and let us know if anything else develops on it. Would you? All right, Tom. Be good. Be safe. All right. Take care. That's Goal G O A L dot org. If you want to find out what's going on there, our number here is eight six six Talk Gun. You know what that means? That means we're open lines. If there's a gun you want to talk about. A story you want to tell, a, something that happened in a gun store. Oh, my gosh, the gun store follies, they're always a hoot and a half. Or shooting ranges, look out for that guy at that public shooting range. You know what? This is our time, 866-TALK-GUN.
unmatched modularity, unprecedented accuracy, uncompromising reliability. It's easy to understand why Six Hours P320 is the official sidearm of all branches of the U.S. military. Available in multiple sizes and configurations, including the competition-ready X5 Legion, civilian versions of both the M17, M18, and now the new RXP versions featuring a mounted and zeroed Romeo 1 Pro reflex optic. So it's ready to shoot right out of the box. Six Hours P320. Never settle. It's November. Time for a thanks giveaway. This giveaway has a total of 10 winners. More prizes, more chances to win. One grand prize winner takes home the Daniel Defense DDM4 V7 AR-15 rifle in 5.56 with M-Lock attachment. Another grand prize winner walks away with the Brownells BRN 180S Gen 2 10-inch complete upper receiver in 300 blackout paired with the Ace ARRB lower receiver block durable steel folding mechanism and strong arm pistol brace with strong arm pistol tube from Double Star for easy compact storage. Eight first prize winners will receive either a Hodgton product voucher good for an eight pound keg of Hodgton or IMR propellant or a gift certificate from Timney Triggers for the trigger of their choice. Gun Talk's thanks giveaway. Enter now through December 4th at guntalk.com slash win. That's guntalk.com slash win. The new Mark 262 Mod 1C features the exact construction and capability of the U.S. military round. It's available in military ammo cans containing 460 rounds, packaged in 20-round cartons. Each lot is tested at 300 yards. The ammunition must produce groups of 2 inches or less with 10-shot groups. That works out to .64 minute of angle. This documentation is provided within each can. Black Hills Ammunition, the power of performance. conversation earlier this week uh, with uh, Ryan over at Silencer Central. Uh, let's see, there's, what is their website anyway? SilencerCentral.com, I think, yeah. Silencer Central. What we were talking about was basically me getting a silencer, another, or a suppressor. And I learned something talking to him that I was not aware of and not heard anywhere. He said, because of COVID, now, to back up, you know that to buy a silencer, you have the paperwork and you got to do the photograph and the fingerprints and you know all, all that stuff. Well, these guys, what they do is they make it easy. And he's talking me through the process. He said, well, you know, because of COVID, ATF has changed its rules because you can't, it's like going back to our last caller, you can't go into a lot of places and get your fingerprints taken. He said, so they now allow us to mail you fingerprint cards and you do your own fingerprints at home. I was not aware of that. I mean, he took all the information on the phone, uh, sends me an email with uh, forms, click this, sign this. He's going to mail me the fingerprint cards. We're going to do that. I'm going to get uh, the Banish 30, which is a titanium suppressor. You can use on 30 cal and anything smaller, of course. So that was cool. I was not aware of that. That's just going to make it so much easier. And obviously, I mean, taking a photograph, that's easy, too. You just, heck, you could do that with a cell phone now. You can print it out at a grocery store, not grocery store, drugstore, or you can actually send it to them, email it to them. They'll print it out for you, do the whole deal. 
Uh, so we're going to make that happen. He said they're looking at seven to nine months now as the wait, which is not terrible. I mean, it's unconscionable <laughs> that you have to do that at all. But, you know, given what we've been through before, that's not terrible, terrible. Uh, very interesting. So what I'm, where I'm going with this, my, I got a project in mind. Uh, after, and I, you know, I've talked about them. You know how much I love my Ruger number ones, single shot rifles, love hunting with them, but by golly, they're a little bit on the heavy side. And I was going up and down the mountains in Idaho this hunting season. And by the way, no deer were harmed in the making of this hunting season, at least not from me. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, this thing's heavy. So I'm really thinking about getting a super lightweight rifle for next year and maybe putting a suppressor on it. Uh, this Spanish 30 can either be, you can reconfigure it, it can be either 10 or 13 ounces. Kind of thinking, going with, you know, I, I hate to do stuff right in the middle of what everybody else is doing, but I think I'm going six by Creedmoor. I'm not sure yet, but I'm thinking that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that as we go along here. Our number is 866-TALK-GUN. Kelly called in from California on five. Hey, Kelly, what's on your mind, sir? Um, it's, uh, oh, man. <laughs> I, it, um, it's a girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> surprise. Um, I have so many things to cover, so just go ahead and cut me off when you're ready. Okay, you're done. Uh, Wh okay. Wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I love hunters and hunting and had a lot of, you know, huntsmen, farmers, ranchers, uh, patients over the years, and God bless you, and uh, elk is delicious, antelope, you know, the prettier the animal, the more delicious it is. So uh, thank you for all of you that provide this wonderful, nourishing food. And uh, the other little comment is I am really interested in biathlon and doing mm -hmm. the cross-country skiing mm -hmm. with a rifle because I think it's kind of sexy. And... Um, <laughs> I'm going to be looking into sponsors and, well, you know, it's, it's, approaching folks because I know yeah. it's, it's very I'll, expensive. I, I, describe and, the, um, I, I describe biathlon as uh, run a mile and then thread a needle. Run a mile and then thread a needle. That's basically what it amounts to. I love that analogy. <laughs> and then for our hunters with dogs, um, I used to volunteer with the Humane Society of San Bernardino Valley in Southern California with lots of other um, organizations. Mm -hmm. And I noticed on the vaccination clinic flyer on the front cover is a coronavirus vaccine for dogs for $5. Huh. And on the inside of the flyer it says, we believe your dog's immune system should not be overburdened with vaccines given too frequently or for diseases posing no threat. Coronavirus vaccination is available on request, and this price list was updated on September 4th of 2004, and I also found a random photograph showing a smart meter on the electric utility in the background, and I know from lots of good reading and research that influenza is uh, sort of 
similar to a radiation poisoning, and that well, folks ought to be looking into antennasearch.com. Well, I was going to mention it. When you say coronavirus, remember that COVID-19 is only one coronavirus. There are a lot of different coronaviruses. So if they were doing this several years ago, this didn't have anything to do with COVID-19. Yeah, and being, you know, a chiropractic applied kinesiologist and um, among other things, uh, my mentor worked on me on my 50th birthday mm-hmm. and fixed something that had occurred when I was six months old that had made an imprint on my mm-hmm. system. And uh, several months ago, going through my spring cleaning, I looked in my baby book and I had influenza or the flu at six months of age, and uh, it's just an interesting life, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me jump in there. Uh, something I want to address here because you mentioned the Humane Society. I want people. You, I'm sure you know, but there are two different national humane societies. There's the American Humane Society, which is the the good one, which you know does the clinics and everything. And then there's the Humane Society of the United States, HSUS which does nothing good for animals, doesn't have any clinics, and their primary thing is anti-hunting. So when people are making a donation or going to take a look, the American Humane Society is good. The Humane Society of the United States, HSUS, is especially bad. You want to make make that uh, distinction between the two. I'm sorry, Kelly, but I want to jump in in the middle of that. So looking at Humane Society, I thought, I got to mention that. Thank you so much for being such a great teacher and a wonderful mentor and instructor yourself. I really enjoy your program, and uh, and thank you again. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Yeah, uh, HSUS, basically an anti, well, it's a, um, an animal rights group. And their whole deal is don't eat critters, don't have critters for pets, don't hunt critters, don't own critters, animals. It's bizarre. But when they do their TV commercials trying to get you to donate, it looks like, oh, they're just, they're the folks doing the clinics and the, the spaying and the neutering. And, yeah, I want to donate to them. They're really good at raising money. Then they turn around and use that money to pose hunting and sporting dogs and pets. There's a whole lot of stuff. HSUS bad, American Humane Society good. Our number is 866-TALK-GUN. Have you bought a gun recently? Tell me how. All right, back with the 866-TALK-GUN. John's with us out of Texas on line two. Hey, John, wild hogs, what are you looking at here? Well, uh, I got a, a, neighbor, a friend who has 200-something acres in uh, Mount Calm, Texas, close to where I live in, in Hubbard. Mm-hmm. And he has hogs come around his place. And I understand that half the hog, uh, wild hogs in the United States are in Texas. That's a lot of hogs, man. I've seen one dead hog up in Pennsylvania when I was driving up there. But um, uh, I, I was looking for a, uh, a hog gun uh-huh. that I could shoot short-range. And I thought I was showed a forty-five seventy, a Henry forty-five seventy. Mm-hmm. Would that be a good short-range hog gun? Because I don't uh, want to 
Do it would be it would be terrific. Thing, you know oh yeah, I mean? oh yeah. And a hundred uh, that would be a hundred and fifty yard gun, easy. Uh, and yes, if you hit a hog in the right place with the forty five seventy, you will have a dead hog. Uh, I would think that would be number one. It would be effective. Number two, it'd be very cool because I do love lever action rifles, and I actually own two forty five seventy lever action rifles. So I have already voted with my dollars. I think that would be a good choice. Okay. All right, that's that's what I'll guess I'll I'll be looking for then. Thank you. Okay, um, you bet. Look, I, I got to run, um, John. I got I got to go get another John on line three out of South Dakota. Hey, John, we're going to have about a minute for you. So talk to me about the Second Amendment. <laughs> you there, John? Yes. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I got about a minute for you. Okay, I uh, but one of the things is. I would like to, uh, for people to start realizing that the, accept, the Second Amendment reads that we have a right to bear arms, and there's also a clause in the Constitution that says that no uh, legislation, judge, president, nobody has got the authority to pass any law or statute limiting that constitutional right. and. The forefathers, when they put that in there, their whole intention was against the people would be armed and protect themselves against any kind of tyranny government. Okay. And, all right, and they, you know, it was so, they felt so strongly about that, that they actually uh, advised all the population to arm themselves. That is and correct. if they couldn't afford an arm, they actually furnished them with an arm. You know, and <laughs> so you know, people talk about for self-defense, but it's actually more than just individual self-defense. It's for the uh, defense of the nation. Oh, absolutely. That, that's a big part of the Second Amendment. It's both. It's, you know, personal self-defense, but it's also to protect the nation. I mean, it, the whole idea was we didn't have standing armies, and so we would call upon the militia, which was basically everybody out there. And that's the answer. Now, let me ask you, because uh, it says here you're you're thinking that a lot of people have, a, a, I guess, a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding of the Second Amendment. What do you think that uh, people are thinking? What was Annie? When you say people I, don't understand the Second Amendment, what do you think well, that people think? Well, I don't know. You know, people talk about the sin of uh, the Second Amendment, but some people they think it's all right that we have to have a license, that we have to to go through uh, 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 a check and everything to get a man. The Second Amendment does never say anything about that. We have a right to bear arms, and arms is a weapon that could be a rifle. Shotgun, a hand uh, weapon, a uh, bow and arrow. A knife, you sword. Know, it, yep. Arms. It, yep. It, it actually doesn't, you're right. The Second Amendment does not mention firearms. It just says arms. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Hey, John, I appreciate the call, sir. I got to keep moving here, but it, it's a great point is that. There are people out there, even people who say, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I support the Second Amendment, but I don't see anything wrong with licensing. Really? Huh. Would it be okay to license 
people who want to exercise their First Amendment rights would be okay to require people to have a, a license to go to church. If you don't have your license, you can't go to church. And you're going to have to have a background check. And you might have to get fingerprinted. You might have to get photographed. You might have to renew your, your church, your religion license on an annual basis. Or as they do in some places for gun licenses, you're going to have to show us that you have a good solid need to have free speech. Otherwise, we're not going to issue you your free speech license. I realize there are people now who are rolling their eyes and they well, that's just silly. That's just stupid. You're just being sophomoric. Well, no, actually, I'm being quite literal. First Amendment, Second Amendment, same thing. They are rights guaranteed, not granted, not granted, guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. And any restriction you should put, you'd be willing to put on the Second Amendment, you should be willing to put on the First Amendment. Background check, waiting period, photograph, fingerprinted, renewals, and having to show good cause. How about saying, well, you don't actually have free speech until you get to be 21. Because, you know, in the U.S., you can buy a long gun from a dealer at age 18, but you cannot buy a handgun at age 18 or 19 or 20. Your Second Amendment rights don't really start and are not really fully formed until you become 21. That's weird. And it's certainly inconsistent. And it actually is not even logical. You could be a United States Marine and have a machine gun at age 18. But you can't buy a handgun? You could be issued a handgun by the Marines, by the Army, at age 18. But you can't go buy one yourself, even if you are a Marine, even if you are active duty and you have a handgun that you carry when you're on active duty. Huh. It's not logical. It's part of, it's actually a holdover. It's a holdover from a, a darker time when the goal for a lot of people in government was to try to do away with as many gun rights as possible comes out of the 1968 Gun Control Act and the 1994 Bill Clinton gun ban and crime bill. So when we look at this, and we are basically, we're kind of starting the age of enlightenment when it comes to the Second Amendment. We've been doing this for the last 20, 25 years. A lot of it simply because we were able to get things done in the courts that we couldn't get done in Congress or in state legislatures. And frankly, I think that Amy Coney Barrett being on the Supreme Court is going to be the most important thing for the Second Amendment in the last quarter century. Because now we're going to be able to push some cases to the Supreme Court and get some reasonable decisions made based on the law, not on what they think it should be. And I think we're going to see, frankly, 
an awful lot of the gun laws in California, I think, are going to be, basically, they're going to evaporate. The assault, assault weapons ban, I think that's going to go away. The ban on open carry, I think that goes away. The roster on handguns, I think that goes away. There's probably a half a dozen more of these usurpations of the Second Amendment, of your Second Amendment rights in California that are going to go away. And then when that happens, that's going to basically be effective throughout the entire United States. I don't know. I I really think we're in for some good times. Yeah, I know, I know. Biden probably is winning. We have to win both of these Senate seats in Georgia. We'll be talking about that for too long. But in the courts, it's looking pretty darn good. And why? (laughs) Donald J. Trump, that's why. 866-TALK-GUN. Be right back. Introducing the all-new St. Victor from Springfield Armory. Our versatile line of battle-ready configurations designed for serious shooters and built on the rock-solid St. platform for unwavering reliability. Available in carbine-length rifle, SBR, and pistol configurations, each St. Victor is purpose-built and loaded with features to deliver ultimate performance under extreme conditions. The all-new St. Victor from Springfield Armory. Never a victim. Always the victor. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. When someone leaves you their gun collection, you may want a few, but what do you do with the rest? How do you sell them? Who do you call? Well, I call Johnny Dury at Dury's Guns. Whether you're selling one gun or 500, they'll tell you what it's worth and write you a check. Simple, quick, easy, fair. I trust Dury's Guns. Give them a call. Dury'sGuns.com. All right, back with you, 866-TALK-GUN. We'll get you in here. I'm Tom Gresham. The show is Gun Talk because we do that. We talk about guns. Let's see, Ray called in from Grants Pass, Oregon on 4. Hey, Ray, appreciate you holding. What you looking for? Hey, Tom, how you doing? Great. Hey, I got a question. I, I, I have a little bit of everything, ARs, 1911s, and everything else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try something different. And I'm an avid reloader for my 7-millimeter Mauser and stuff. What should I be looking at, or who should I be looking at, as far as, like, maybe a black powder, okay, was it the 1851, the new model Army, uh, or just start off with one of those traditional single-shot, I guess they call them the trapper? Well, there's a lot of ways. So you're wanting to get into black powder shooting. Yes. The simplest way is going to be to start with a basic muzzle loader rifle and learn black powder through that. 
it couldn't okay. be, it couldn't be simpler. I mean, it really is. I mean, you can literally learn this stuff off of YouTube now. Uh, and a simple yeah. black powder rifle is just a hoot and a half and fun. And you can shoot them with, you know, uh, mini balls and balls, patch balls and sabos. And then you know, there's a lot going on. Then you can use real black powder or synthetic, uh, you know, is black powder replacements. or something or pyrodex. And there's, yeah, there's some others out there. Again, all knowledge now is available on YouTube. It's weird, uh, but it really mm-hmm. is. And if it were me, I would probably start with a simple muzzle-loading rifle, try mm-hmm. that, and, and see if you like it. And if you if you say, okay, I like the whole thing that's going on with the smoke and the boom and the, all that stuff, and then you go, okay, well, I got to now. I got to get a revolver. Now I got to go do this other thing. And you know, and, and you're off and right. running. There's it's like everything else. There's no end to how far you can go on this. It's like every other hobby. True. Now, what should I mean? Is is more as a as far as a manufacturer? Uh, who should I be looking at? I mean, there's like traditions, a Pieti. Well, you know, that's like saying I, I want like? to buy. That's like saying I want to buy a truck. Which one should I get? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just you just go look at them and go. Honestly, you know what? You may even look at them and say, "I like the looks of that one. I don't care for that uh, one." That's enough. That that can be enough right there. They all make good stuff. Nobody's making bad stuff anymore. I mean, okay. it just doesn't have. They can't get away with it. The internet's there. Everybody talks about stuff. So I would say find the one you like the looks of. Try it. It's not terribly expensive. Buy one, get started, and then, you know, go from there. A fifty caliber, I guess, is like the the basic rifle? No, it's whatever you – again, it's whatever you want. I mean, you you can get whatever caliber you want – you're just gonna have, you know what? You're gonna have to start your education. I can't go through uh, muzzle loading right. 101 here because that's an hour long show. But I would say just uh-huh. start doing your research. And uh, you know, and frankly, just go jump on Amazon or go to your local gun store and see if they have any books on it. In some places, in some gun stores, if you check around or shooting ranges, they will actually offer classes and. You can actually take a class. Now, if you'd like to, Jim says, hey, call back uh, for the after show, and we'll put you on uh, mm-hmm. with Michelle. And Michelle is our resident black powder expert, okay? Oh, okay, cool. So call us back, uh, let's see, in about an hour, and we'll, get, we'll slide you into the after show, and uh, we'll get you the whole education there. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Nancy's in Toledo on line two. Hello, Nancy. You're on. Hello, Tom. Um, I missed um, all but the tail end of the uh, runoff in Georgia. Uh-huh. So um, how, do you have to be a Georgia resident? To to vote in the runoff in Georgia? Yeah. Not if you're a Democrat. That's a joke. <laughs> oh. I'm like, yeah. well, I believe that. <laughs> no, I yes, yes. believe you... that. You do have to be a resident in, in Georgia to vote. And the other thing is, if you're a resident in Georgia, you still have time to register to vote in this runoff. There's two runoffs, two Senate seats, and they're vitally important. And since you are not a Georgia resident, what you could do, two things, or you could contact any people you know, friends or relatives in Georgia, get them to vote. Uh, and in this case, honestly, vote for the Republicans, because that's going to be key. And the other thing you could do is you could make a donation to the candidacy 
uh, the Republicans that are running for the runoff, and you can find those online. Got to run, Nancy. I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah. Tell you what, you know, in just a little, few minutes, we'll be talking about this Georgia race. It's going to be really important. Our number, 866-TALK-GUN. All right, back with you here, 866-TALK-GUN, trying to find out an answer for uh, Dewey. He's calling out of uh, Reno, Nevada on line one. Hey, Dewey, uh, what you asking for here? Hi, Tom. Good show. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm in Nevada. I, I wanted to find out, is it legal to sell a legal firearm to by a citizen to another citizen without using a uh, gun dealer? Well, I'm actually, I don't live in Nevada, so I'm trying to find uh -huh. out for you right now. Um, and I've just got conflicting information here uh, from my source there. I said, is there a universal background check? He says, yes. I said, for private sales? He says, no. Then he says, I passed it about four to five years ago, but they had a problem with it. He said, uh, I, think, I think there is a what they call universal background check in Nevada, and I think you're required to go through a dealer, but I am not positive about that. But all you have to do is call your local, any local gun store, and just ask them. Okay. What, yeah. what are you thinking about? Right. Are you think, are you buying or selling? What are you doing? Selling. Okay. What are you selling? I have a uh, six-hour uh, MPX pistol. Okay. And, do you, I mean, do you have somebody located that you want to sell it to? No, I don't. No. Okay. Um. What I would do is, again, because I don't live in Nevada, and this seems to be a little bit murky for me. I'm trying to understand it right now. Uh, I would call, if I were you, I would call a local gun store and say, look, do I have to go through a gun store uh, to do the uh, a universal background check, do a background check on a private sale, or can I just do a private sale on my own? And they will tell you, you know, one way or the other. And then uh -huh. it's, it's not a big deal in this case if you want to do that. I actually know people who prefer to go to a gun store and do it that way anyway, so they've got a, a record of who ended up with the, uh, you know. Uh, with the gun that's in my name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, that that's kind of where we are. Um, yeah, I was just, the only reason why I'm curious about the, uh, doing it myself is because I figured... I might get more money for the gun than what somebody would offer me at a store. Well, you're not. Here's the thing: you're not selling it to the store. You're selling it to the individual. Then you go to the store and they do the paperwork for you. That's all. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just. I got my note. Yeah. No private sales allowed. So you do, in fact, in Nevada, have to go to a gun store to do the transfer anyway. So that that one's. Not even a deal. You work your best deal out, and then you go to the store, and they're, they're going to charge you a fee to handle the paperwork. So there is going to be a cost to that. So call around to the gun stores and ask them how much they charge for that. Uh, but then you are going to have to go to a gun store to, to make that happen. Okay. Uh, do I have time for one quick question, Tom? Sure. You bet. Um, B&T Firearms, the Swiss company, I'm trying to – I want to – get a hold of somebody there to inquire about buying one of their nine millimeters sub guns. Right. And I'm just hard. I, I don't know how to do it. I, I, I go on their website. Um, I see all these videos on YouTube where they 
They review the gun well, that I like, but you, uh, did, there's no they way have a, they don't they, give any information. They don't have any contact information on their website? Yes, exactly. Yeah, contact information. Okay, well, you know what? If they don't have any contact information, either they don't really exist or they don't want you to contact them, at which point I'd say, okay, fine, I'll go find somebody else. Because anybody that's that uh, clueless or non-responsive, I'm not sure I want their product anyway. How am I going to contact them if I have a problem? Sure. You know, just just my, my take on it. Look, I appreciate the call, sir, and I'm glad I was able to get you the information. Yeah, it's uh, you do have to go uh, do the background check through a gun store there, unfortunately. Universal background checks, bad idea. Actually, in my view, I know not everybody agrees, all background checks are a bad idea because I think all background checks are an infringement on your constitutionally guaranteed right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the election starts today. The Georgia Senate races, they are that important. You don't want to miss this.